0: Jono, Tommy, I'm going to give you a phrase, okay, and I want you to give me an example sentence that includes that phrase and puts it in context for what it means. Okay, John, I'm going to
1: start with you. Time is on my side. Well, at least time is on my side. If nothing else.
0: Oh, that's nice. <laughs> yeah, fine, great. <laughs> Let's keep I'm it
1: loose. I'm so
2: glad Jono went first. I had no idea what you were
1: talking about.
0: Yeah, okay, I thought I'd, I'd start I'm with that. Gonna, yeah. Right, Tommy, your turn. Okay. Turn back the hands of time.
2: Turn back the hands of time and imagine you are a teenager again.
1: Brilliant. Jono, back to you. A whale of a time. Ah, uh, when we got the inflatables out, just had a whale of a time.
2: Was there an
0: inflatable whale amongst oh. those? Who knows?
2: <laughs> Lovely. Thank you, Johnny. Tommy, only time will tell. Oh. He's lost eight tasks. Can he go any further? Only time will tell.
0: That's great. A little reference back to The Apprentice. And finally, it's one for me. And the phrase is time well spent. Got it. Investing in something of quality that will endure a lifetime can be time well spent. And so let me tell you about Marlowe Watch Company creators of British-designed mechanical watches and sponsors of this podcast. With Marlowe, each collection of watches is influenced by a historical story of inspiring human endeavour. And not only are they pleasing to the eye, they're reassuring to hold and to wear. Visit MarlowWatchCompany.com to see for yourself. And if you're looking for reassurance elsewhere, you'll find the words quality and value come up time and again in independent online reviews. Marlow Watch Company. Time well spent.
2: This is one of the most powerful lessons I think that anyone can learn.
1: It's this curious thing which is slightly uncomfortable to do and not
2: wholly natural in some way. What about an emergency biscuit? And they were all sort of silent right? and I immediately went, oh, lead balloon, let's move on to the next mm. one. We did Big Snakes, one of the worst ideas I've ever been involved in.
1: <laughs> did you
2: win that one? No.
1: Yeah. <laughs> And it was a, it's a real lesson to me, there you go. You think that you know what somebody might be going to say or what what's going on in their head, but
2: actually you don't. And you see it the whole time in the boardroom, people basically talking themselves into being fired.
0: On an audio only media, I'd say silences aren't the best. <laughs> <laughs> you, you both have made me feel quite awkward. Silence is golden. Silence in court! Silence can be awkward. Or, as it turns out, when used effectively, silence can be incredibly powerful. Hello and welcome to Sketchplanations the podcast, where each episode we select one sketch from the back catalogue of work at sketchplanations.com and explore how it applies to our lives and in our worlds. There's also loads for you to pour through up on Instagram and Twitter if that's your preferred destination. Just search for Sketchplanations. Now, they say that a picture paints a thousand words. Well, on average, when speaking, according to wordcounter.net, we'll apparently get through anywhere between 100 and 200 words per minute when giving a speech. Now, this podcast episode is by no means a speech, but it does contain people talking fairly consistently for roughly half an hour. So if we stab for an average slap bang in the middle of that, say 150 words per minute, Times that by 30 minutes, then by listening to this podcast, you're going to be hearing around four and a half thousand words. And that, my friends, is where Sketchplanations provide such great value. We're giving you four and a half times what other pictures and illustrations can muster. I'm Rob Bell, an engineer and broadcaster, and joining me on this mission to deliver market-defying value is John O'Hay, the masterful creator of Sketchplanations, and Tom Pellero, a.k.a. Inventor Tom, a.k.a. The Apprentice Winner in 2011, a.k.a. Tentiginous Tommy. <laughs> I don't
2: know, what does tentiginous mean?
0: Yeah,
1: very good question. Rob, what does tentiginous mean?
0: It's it's an adjective uh, that's used to describe something that relates to feelings of lust. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that sounds about right.
0: <laughs> I'm running out of words, Tom. So running
2: I'm out, running of words. out of words? Words that start no, with T.
0: Um, But anyway, Tom, guess what?
2: (laughs) Google?
0: Yeah, well, I've been looking through your LinkedIn profile this time. Uh And up there, I found a video clip of an interview you did after winning the Business Innovation Gold Award at the SME London Business Awards 2023. When was that? In January?
2: That was very recently, yeah.
0: Yeah, congratulations, by the way. Thank you. Um, In the interview, you were obviously and rightly very excited about winning. But I couldn't help notice that at this black tie event, you opted to wear some flashing light-up trainers with your suit. What, what was going on there?
2: Uh, they are fantastic, aren't they? I don't understand why everyone in the world doesn't have these uh, flashing LED multicoloured uh, shoes. Um, I have worn them for a couple of uh, to a few events. Those were, those particular ones are silver, and they're just epic. Do
0: you get a lot of attention, comments? Yes,
2: yeah, you'd imagine stick. stick yeah amazingly um possibly because i don't tend to know the people at these events they're actually very nice to me if i was out with you boys i'd just get a load of abuse <laughs> no good
0: honestly tommy good on you i was loving it um <laughs> John, hello, mate. How are you? Uh, yeah, very good. Thank I'm, you. I'm on the subject of alternative footwear, I know there's been at least one occasion where you've rocked up somewhere with the wrong pair of shoes. I'm thinking, uh thinking Richmond Park one time when we went for a run.
1: You know, you've you've got to be flexible with your your shoe, your feet coverings. Yeah, no, was I, 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 this is, this is the time that I turned up for a run without my running shoes and ran ten k in my work shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Just ah. what, what are you going to do? Go home?
2: Do it bare feet? What are you going to do? Uh, you know,
1: just run it in your worksheets, why not? Such
2: did dedication. Keep, did you keep the shoes on though, Johnny? Because I remember at uni, you always used to have a habit of always running home barefoot <laughs> and arriving well, home with like really cut up feet. Yeah, should we move on?
0: <laughs> Back to sketch relations and sketches. <laughs> I was thinking in the week about other types of sketches that you might come across. And I remembered that it was 10 probably ten, more than 10 years ago now at a wedding. Um there was a sketch artist there who'd do your portrait but a caricature portrait. You see them quite a bit at tourist hotspots as well you can get it done. Um and this artist did mine in about it's probably less than 5 minutes she did it. And um I I found it the other day and she gave me quite a big chin, big jaw and a big nose. Um which which is fair. Have you, have you guys ever had had those done?
1: I think just the ones literally uh, maybe in the the prom for for university or something like that i think i got it done once but that's it every time i do you remember what do you remember what characteristics they honed honed in on i have a feeling it feeling it was the eyebrows i remember having mega bushy eyebrows
0: (laughs) we're all individuals we're all just who we are
1: it's a podcast there's no video (laughs) um
0: but on a on a slightly more i don't know um cognitive note maybe, it got me thinking that that caricature, that it was a seemingly very informal sketch it can actually be quite powerful in terms of what it's trying to communicate so an informal style uh, like a sketch can give you lots of creativity to make your point over and above say, you know, a photo or um, a very realistic style drawing or painting or whatever. Is that something you're aware of in your sketches, Jono? You're maybe afforded a certain freedom through that style of
1: the sketch yeah I mean a hundred percent partly it's a question of time and skill, but I think I, I, it's not just that I think I think there is some value in it I was um I don't know if you've seen it, but there was a fantastic documentary called the Art of Design in particular they picked out um, uh, this amazing illustrator called uh, Christoph Nieman, I believe, and he talked about uh, I remember the this sort of skept- spectrum of abstractness. And he talked about the heart as an example. I think it's a really good one where, you know, everybody knows the symbol for a heart, right? It's so there was a little red triangle and the two bobbly bits on top. <laughs> but really, a heart is like this, you know, thing with veins and arteries and pulsing. And so that's like one spectrum. One side of the spectrum is this re- super realistic heart. And the other side is like a a red blob, red square, just some red. Um, as like super abstract and actually this sort of zone in the middle is where all the interesting stuff happens right you don't get you're not pinned down to like all the details of the heart and you're not like just stuck in squares and lines land yeah so somewhere in the middle i think is i think is nice and that's uh i suppose where it's convenient to be if you're just trying to convey the ideas yeah and not all the other stuff the baggage that comes with it and that's the thing about graphics and, and
0: illustrations, isn't it? Um, Tommy, me, I mean, you, you, know, you put out products out there. You must have graphics and design that goes into that. Is that, is that something that you think about in your marketing and your, your packaging, kind of how you're going to portray through illustrations what, what you want to communicate?
2: Yeah, I would love using drawings on the front of packaging to try and explain uh, the USPs of certain products. And it's really, really difficult often Hmm. uh to to concisely and in instructions especially um and in our beauty market it doesn't tend to be huge amounts of of drawings um but certainly in the instructions a lot um when you start talking about this though rob i'm immediately uh, drawn to the kind of matte cartoons that are on the front of newspapers oh yeah i love those because it's just like a it's Such simple line drawings, yeah, but you instantly understand what he's talking about. It's so current and usually incredibly funny.
1: Yeah, it's clever, isn't it? It's so very, very clever. clever. Just a few lines, I, re- I really like as, as an alternative example. The you know, it's always interesting to look at IKEA instructions, you talk about instructions, you know, how, yes. how do you make this? And they always make it so that it works in every single language. You only have to print one, right, and you send it anywhere um and how do you make it so that it's foolproof and everybody can always put it together
2: it's quite, quite intriguing so you know on um the pre-challenge for the apprentice we did a pre-challenge task and it was to put a set of ikea shelves up as a group There are 12 or 12 or 24 of us in this room and i believe they repeated this like five times. It was like the one of the last things to see if you got through to The Apprentice. And then they were next door watching as we were trying to put this IKEA thing together. Yeah, you know, Glenn and I, and there was another person got through.
0: What, um, what kind of role did you assume in that uh, team building exercise? I'd
2: stayed at the back for quite a long time, thinking okay, well I could just put this together quite quickly but that's, that's yeah. not going to help me out here <laughs> uh, and luckily there was another engineer in the room and he immediately sort of like tried to take over and tried to make it happen and the others managed to kind of completely overhaul him and uh, I think I managed to help put it together at the very end sort nice. of thing when we were kind of running out of time um, whilst the other guy was getting incredibly frustrated because no one was really listening to him because that's not how it works
0: Pelero to save the day Chaos <laughs> Well, before we get into the meat of this
2: week's podcast,
0: we just want to say a very big thank you to everybody who's messaged us and left comments about last week's episode and in fact, all of our previous episodes. They're so, so welcome. Please do keep them coming in and you can do that on social media or via our new email address, which is hello at sketchplanations.com and we'll be going through some of those right at the very end of the podcast. Well, listen, guys. We're pushing well into a four and a half thousand words here, so uh, let's crack on with this week's episode. Although that said, the topic of this week's podcast might not necessarily encourage us to talk that much. This week, we're talking about the sketchplanation entitled "Don't Fill the Silence." If you've not already looked up this sketch, it should be there on your screen right now as the artwork for this podcast episode. Or, as always, you can find it online or on social media through the links in the description for this episode. Jono, why was this an important sketch for you to put out? What what made you think of it?
1: Yeah, you know what? I think of this all the time because, you know, we're having conversations all the time and it's it's this curious thing which is slightly uncomfortable to do and not not wholly natural in some way but is is often beneficial so i i know it um this sort of principle of don't fill the silence and it's, and the the sketch talks about trusting your questions and wait and so i know it from doing design research where you're looking for new product development you're trying to find you're trying to understand and learn about people's lives and and um how they feel about things and really you're just trying to learn as much as you can. And it's a curious exercise when you're trying to do that because you have to ask questions, but you're really there, you're, you're there to learn. But you also have in the back of the mind that you you wanna be a reasonable person. And you, we always naturally wanna build rapport with the people that we're speaking with. And so silences are quite awkward. Um, and so the sketch gives this example of, you know if you ask something quite innocuous, but maybe quite good you know how do you feel about it it's very tempting to if there's a pause there to follow it up with something like i guess it must have been hard for you right and of course what you've done there in that little bit is you asked this really nice open-ended question at the start and then very quickly because you were trying to fill this silence you changed it to both a closed question which is essentially a yes or no and you also like put your own aspect on it you presumed that people felt it was hard let's say in this case and so all you get at the end is a yes as opposed to if you say you know how do you feel about it and you give the person the chance to process the question to think about it because it might might not be straightforward and then very often you get back a much more nuanced complex answer so i know it from that domain but when i learned it in that domain, I saw also all the other places that you start to apply this. And so that's that's why it's really important to me.
0: It is important. I mean, in my work as a TV presenter, I found myself filling that silence a number of times. And it's I don't like it when I've done it.
1: Can I, can I just give um, one other example, which was really, really salient to me around this. This is a long time ago. We were doing we were actually doing some research in the Central Valley of California. And we were doing an exercise with the community and I was there with my advisor, PhD advisor, and some other students, um, including some freshmen who were part of the design team. And we did an exercise somebody was um, conducting, which was all about listening. And the exercise was to listen for a minute while the other person talked for a minute. And you weren't allowed to say anything back. You just had to listen nod your head no yeses noes no no asking questions no agreeing or anything like that mm. and my advisor um an amazing woman was paired with one of the freshmen and she, and and she said afterwards in the reflection she was listening to the freshman talking and she said that you know what I'm a great interrupter and there were so many times where she paused in her sentences And normally I would have filled it in with the words that she was looking for. And then every time she surprised me with which way it went every, every time. And, and it was it's a real lesson to me. There you go. You think that, you know, what somebody might be going to say or what was going on in their head, but actually you don't. And that, that power of just pausing and listening, you don't know what they're about to say, and so uh, yeah, it's really it really sticks with me that because actually
2: that's relevant in everything in all your conversations. I think
0: it is. It is. Tommy, where where
2: where are you coming in on this? This is one of the most powerful lessons I think that anyone can learn.
0: Don't be an idiot. <laughs> don't say that and then stop. It, it
2: really is. <laughs> like whenever people ask me for advice if they're going on the Apprentice or they feel that they're going on, my immediate reaction to them is. Go in, understand what you want to say in the boardroom, especially say it and then stop talking because as soon as you carry on talking, you just dig your own hole, especially if you start to explain what you did well, if you explain and you see it the whole time in the boardroom, people basically talking themselves out into being fired because he's just fed up of hearing them and they're trying to explain how they were better than the other person say say some stuff and then just shut up shut it well i was going to
0: ask you about silences with you and lord sugar and and in in your one-to-ones if that's the case because obviously in the apprentice i think that's a great example you know you're in amongst all these other people and it would be so easy to just keep going to keep trying to fight your corner and argue your case but as you say you're probably the longer you go on the the weaker your argument gets but, um, between, between you and, you and Shugs, can you, uh, like on a, I don't know, on a meeting or something, do you, can you think of silences? Would you, would you be comfortable doing that?
2: Um, a little bit. And I do try <laughs> very hard in meetings Good with him. And I know it really frustrates him that sometimes I, I'm there thinking for a little bit, uh, and, that that's quite helpful. Jono, I, I obviously spent a long time with Jono. Jono's excellent at this, and making sure he thinks through. And I often channel my inner Jono when I'm in these conversations. Um, and I've had a I've had a couple. I remember very specifically not with Lord Sugar, but with a buyer, with a with a really massive retail buyer, where I had to break some news, which I knew would be very bad for them and they could decide to kick me out um and i was in this conversation going this is a seriously important question and she asked me a question back and i just was quiet for really quite a long time trying to work out an answer and then worked it out and said it and then just didn't try to explain further and she kind of and we had this sort of stalemate on the call who's going to break first and then she eventually went (laughs) luckily for me all right then, okay, like that, that. And you just, but you could sense that we were on this call.
0: Because yeah, there are obviously loads of different conversations that we have with different people in different scenarios and contexts all the time. But so in, in the case of a negotiation then, if that's what that was, or, or something similar to a negotiation where you need to put your point across and then that's it and you put it to the other person, because that that's what negotiations about, isn't it? You state your position and then you put the ball in their court. Right, over to you.
2: Yeah, and and sales is a is a huge. This is a hugely powerful aspect in sales. Often they talk about this a lot in sales books.
0: Do they? Yeah. Yeah, Okay. I mean, are there times where it's actually better to fill the silence? Do you think?
1: Stop being silent. (laughs) just thinking formulating an answer
2: uh, <laughs> ah! i'm sure i'm sure there are a podcast is probably a good example of where lots, yeah lots it is of silences probably isn't great
1: stop taking so <laughs> long to answer a radio commentator or something like that yeah football commentator
0: <laughs> well no but in in performance silent in performance generally silences can be very powerful yeah on stage and drama silences can be very very powerful um when you're watching telly, you see quite a few scenes where nothing's being said. It's just the the movement and just watching what's happening. Comedy, silence is definitely a part of timing yeah. in delivery of punchlines and setups. I'd say, but yeah, on on a on an audio only media, I'd say <laughs> silences aren't the best.
2: <laughs> uh, and so what is Rob, I don't know if you find it. Well, you have just said it. You find this when you are watching back an interview you've done and you and you see and then you didn't necessarily realise at the time that you'd interrupted that person or you hadn't given them time to think about it. But I've really seen that.
0: Yeah. In my stuff. Yeah. Um, Sorry, not in you. <laughs> um, no, I I realise it at the time when I've done it. Because when you watch it back, it's all edited out anyway. But um, I realise it when I've done it. And then I break myself for it and go, oh, you, should have, you should have left that how it was.
2: Yeah. So my emergency biscuit idea is probably the thing that most people come to oh, That emergency, that was a great idea. And then I, I watch that episode back and I, I come, I'm in this group and there's 12 people in a, you know, whatever it's called, a market research group. And I said this idea to them, you know, what about an emergency biscuit? And then I I literally only gave it about three seconds and they were all sort of silent. And I immediately went, oh, lead balloon, let's move on to the next one. If I'd been silent and just waited for a little bit longer, then people might be like, actually, that's quite, I quite like that. They were just in thought rather than necessarily in agreement, it might seem.
0: But then your suggestion to move on, everyone followed.
2: Exactly, yes. Mm. We did Bix mix, one of the worst ideas I've ever been involved in. (laughs) Did you win that one? No. Yeah, <laughs> it's so it's so easy
1: to water down your ideas, isn't it? You you, you say something, and then that little pause makes you think twice sometimes, and then you go, mm. okay, maybe it's like you said about the negotiation. It's it's so easy to go, okay, I'll I'll qualify it with this. Or oh, maybe maybe that's not going to work, and then you you, you before you know it, you just yeah you fill the gap with rubbish, <laughs> you yeah. made your position worse, <laughs> yeah.
0: One of the um, contexts of conversation that um, that I've been in where silence is very powerful is in therapy, counselling, and yeah. you get asked the question and the counsellor is very
1: happy to sit there in the silence. Very comfortable <laughs> with yeah. it. Very skilled silence yeah. creators. Absolutely. Could sit there forever, can not they? I, I
0: just remember kind of looking out the window trying to think about what my answer was. So it was quite quiet on that sense as well. And then I got distracted and started looking at the bricks in the building opposite. Yeah. So it wasn't a very productive <laughs> question and answer that one. But, um, but I think in, in, in therapy, in that, in that kind of context, those silences are really, really powerful and they will yield some progression, whatever it is you might be looking for.
1: For sure. I'm, I'm someone I know that um, takes, takes longer to form opinions and and i like you told like you mentioned i like to think things through before i before i say them some people just sort of say what they think as they go and they you can you can see him working out i usually sit there and think for a second and and say it and i remember thinking so people people will like pass me in the corridor and say hey Gino, how are you how's things and i find it a really tricky question Sometimes because you know I don't want to give some like glib good. How are you? I mean maybe that's what you that's probably what you're supposed to do. But but somebody asked me how I am and I'm like, good question. Well, I guess <laughs> something. And, and by that point they're, they're already walking down the corridor. You know, they get much more. I think than maybe they that's for. a good
2: example of where silence is just not what people are looking for. They're just looking for a like hi high... nod. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Nod. All right. Yeah. All right.
1: Yeah. But maybe this is just nod at me then.
2: Ask me how I am. I'll tell you how I am. you want to sit down? <laughs> <laughs> Have you got time for a coffee? <laughs> so here's it here's a question. Go on. Do you often I find it a bit where like to that question I will react like with my thumb up before I can actually react with my voice?
0: Very interesting. Well you just programmed. That's not
2: necessarily to that question, but quite often I do find that my my body language is able to communicate before my speech as it were sometimes
0: yeah what specifically to the how are you what's well, the sort of the
2: quick questions that sort of necessarily yeah. come at you sometimes
0: what about in what about like at work when you're managing people and you might i don't know if you're uh running a team meeting or or on a more individual sense one-to-one would you guys both be quite comfortable Asking a question and leaving silence in those scenarios. In fact, they're quite two different scenarios because one's in a group where you're talking to a group and leaving a silence, and the other is to an individual.
1: Is there is there a difference there about how comfortable we are generally? I, I would think? say there's there's probably value in it in both places, but I think particularly as somebody you know as a as a manager or, or a leader, if you're trying to if you're trying to coach and help people grow and develop, silence is probably really valuable tool you know it's it's the sort of thing where it's very easy to think as a manager that you have to have all the answers mm. and so you have to you have to say what what should happen or what they should do but actually usually most of the growth comes when when they have time to think about it and they're going to formulate the actions and so i think there silence is silence is
2: key
0: tommy you're very quiet stop stop thinking start talking
2: as you say you know a lot of thinking on this uh, podcast is not necessarily the most you
0: give me a lot of editing to do (laughs) i have to edit out all these
2: silences (laughs) it's a really good one everyone should just be quiet a little bit more and think about stuff (laughs) (laughs) so do you remember for gcse you had to make your selections of which subjects you were going to give up and which ones you were going to have to keep yeah right so at school I was absolutely hopeless at French I mean hopeless I'd never passed a French exam ever but at my school you had to do a language for GCSE Hmm. so I was going to have to give up history which I really enjoyed and I was okay at to do French right so I walked in to have this discussion with my form master yeah and he said to me you know which subject would you like to give up and I said well I'd like to give up French and then I just sort of Left it there. I didn't necessarily. I don't know if I even realised at the time, but I just sort of left it there, knowing that he would say, "Well, that's impossible." But actually, he went, "Well, actually, I'll see what I can do." And I couldn't. I could not believe my luck. I was like, "I f-ing hate French," and maybe this is going to be possible. And I went, and I just sort of stood there for a bit and went, "Okay," and sort of was like, almost legged out of the room. It's a good win. Change, change your life. Yeah.
0: Ooh. French. Bon holiday.
2: Bon holiday exactly and ironically with my surname I get I, people in France always start talking to me in French and I'm like, en anglais c'est de play? That's, my, that's my French.
0: How did you do in history in the end?
2: I got B yeah. It's quite chuffy for Alright good well done are we
0: hypothesising here that by embracing silences in conversations we might actually be truer to ourselves
2: yeah that's a big one they were huge moments in my
1: life. Yeah. That one. yeah, same.
0: The power of silence.
2: Funny, isn't it? Just the power of a little silence.
0: Yeah, a little.
1: <laughs> just a little. <laughs> a little silence. <laughs> you know, we should. Can I uh, share um, one of my favourite sketches as a topic? Anyway, it's, it's really simple. It's it's one which is just a quote, which is "listen with the same passion that you want to be heard." And we so often just want to be. We want people to hear us, and so you talk. Here I am extolling my view- <laughs> viewpoint. i nauseum. him, but actually, you know, when you're having a relationship and a conversation with somebody, you want to you want to channel that same passion, that same desire to to get your yeah. viewpoint out. But in your in your listening instead, and I think it's just a lo- it's just a lovely quote. I remember. Um, do you? Ever, I don't know if you've ever read how to how to win friends and influence people the old Dale Carnegie classic. And here's he this curious thing, you know, like people like you the more that they have a chance to talk about themselves. If you want to seem interesting, you have to genuinely be interested in them, yeah, which is the good. curious thing. Like you don't have to do all the talking. Well, it's funny, isn't it? it? That Somebody might think you're better if you didn't say anything.
0: Yeah. I'll
2: be quiet now. Yeah. <laughs> and almost the more, the less you talk, the more intelligent they think you are.
0: So if you were embroiled in a in a silence in a, in a conversation that you're having with someone, would you rather be on the receiving end of the silence? Or would you rather ask the question and leave the silence? Where where would you be more comfortable? Which side of the conversation
1: do you think? For me Good it's question. The, I'll let you think, Tom. <laughs> For me it's the receiving end. I like I like to have the time to think. So how long how long
0: roughly before you start to feel like, oh, I should probably start answering something now, even if I haven't properly out what well, to say. as you
1: can tell in this podcast, <laughs> I, I can wait quite a long time before, Charlie before, can wait long before time. I feel comfortable about what I'm about to say. If you've asked me a interesting question like, how are you, that kind of thing, <laughs> <laughs> I really have to think about it. <laughs> I'll take a while. I feel
0: like this was naive of me to bring this this particular sketch to yeah. the podcast. We've never done one like this before. <laughs> We've never done one when there's been so many silences and just waiting and, ah, oh, I don't, I'm not, I'm not comfortable with it. You asked for it, Rob. I you did. Asked for it. I bloody asked for it. Oh my God. Ah,
2: oh, right. In answer to your question, Rob, um, often when I'm giving long silences as an answer, it's because the, the question is very tricky and the answer is therefore really quite important and could go one of a number of different ways. So the situations I've been in where there's been long pauses, it's because I'm like really thinking through different answers. And if if the question was easier, I would probably answer it quicker.
0: Whereas I think my go-to would be to almost talk through my selection of different options out loud. Yeah, I think that's probably how I tend to do it because I'll, I'll start talking. <laughs> yeah, just say words.
1: This is very meta.
0: Um, just say some words. Uh that buys you a bit more time to uh, think yeah. about what you can say. Then you say it, and then once you've heard it, you're like, oh, actually, actually, no, I think it's the opposite is what I think.
1: I am just looking at you and picture, picturing your brain working away at the next thing that's gonna come out of your mouth as you're talking. It's a mess. <laughs> it's amazing. Buying yourself time. It's an absolute mess. <laughs> I will say that the um, the genesis for this is was like a work situation, yeah, as much as anything. So it has all sorts of relevance in all sorts of domains of your life. But I'm, I'm not guaranteeing it's the uh, <laughs> it's the way to make friends and fit in. How
0: to alienate people <laughs> to barely make friends,
2: <laughs> to lose friends and alienate people, yeah,
0: <laughs> and be on your own. Well, listen, chaps. I think one thing. I, well actually, you know what? I'm not going to say that. I wrote this. I wrote this to, as like a scripted roundup to the end of this episode saying, one thing I find quite astounding about this week's podcast is just how much noise we've managed to create when talking about silence, where I don't mean that, actually, as it turns <laughs> out, that's not been the case at all. There's been so much silence. I feel quite awkward about this. You, you, you both have
2: made me feel quite awkward. <laughs> For 50 minutes. That's
0: That's okay. what I mean, that's what I'm talking about. Jolo and Tommy going to bed so happy tonight. Yep, job done. Ah, <laughs> filled my podcast with silence. <laughs> you haven't, you haven't, but it's been different. There's a different style and tone about this. Do you agree to this podcast? <laughs>
1: <laughs> just just considering my response. <laughs> do agree, Robert.
0: Listeners, if uh, you've got this far and you haven't questioned whether your headphones are still working or not, um, if you have stories about filling the silence or not filling the silence, in fact, we'd love to hear about them and you can leave us messages and comments on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you, boys. And thank you all very much for joining us and listening in once again on this podcast. Maybe you can try and incorporate a bit of silence into your own conversations every once in a while for a bit of fun, if nothing else. But in closing this week, I'd like to come back to value. Value for your ears. That's what I promised at the top of this episode. And rightly or wrongly, I defined a quantitative figure of four and a half thousand words to produce a supremely valuable podcast here. Well, I've counted up and the results are in. 5,867 words. Mega value stay tuned right until the very end of this episode after the music stops where we'll be going through a good few of your messages and comments about previous episodes please like rate subscribe and tell your friends about the podcast next week we're going to be talking about something called the fresh start effect until then everyone stay well go well cheers
2: goodbye it's
1: been a pleasure thank you
2: everyone next time
0: All music on this podcast series is sourced from the very talented Frank Cinelli. And you can find loads more tracks at frankcinelli.com. Thank you for staying to the very end of the podcast. Right, let's delve into the post bag and see what's come in over the last week. Well, thank you to everybody who's who's told us about their thoughts on fubbing. I mean, it was a good one. Um, We had quite a lot of stuff in on Instagram and Twitter, a couple of emails through. One of the things I wanted to talk about on Instagram was when I put up about about the podcast on fubbing, I put out a couple of polls and I've got the results of those polls. So one, I asked the question, are you a fubber? 62% Sixty-two percent of people said no, and thirty-eight percent of people said yes, um, which I just love the righteousness. I think all those guys in the sixty-two percent are probably like me, going, "No, in fact, if you if you prodded them on it a little bit, you'd go, oh, yeah, well all maybe right. I do sometimes, yeah, yeah,', yeah. but not intentional. I don't mean to. I'm not as bad as everyone else. That's that's my defence. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the other the other question I asked uh, was, does fubbing annoy you? And 71% of people said yes. And 29% of people said, "nah, it's no big deal. It's what people do. Um, So that's the quantitative. Uh, Now let's have a look at the qualitative uh,
2: feedback we had.
0: Uh, I mean, I I did see a a number of rather lewd messages taking the word "fubbing" well out of context that were uh, (laughs) put up on Twitter. Uh, I won't go into any of those. Um, quite, quite a specific, uh, note came in, um, from a chap called Adam on Twitter saying, it's annoying when someone turns up at your house unexpectedly, then spends a lot of time looking at their phone. I'm an unsociable git at the best of times. And I always think, well, if you're that hooked on your phone, you could have just <laughs> texted me and then at least you wouldn't be here. Um, I just, I, I love how specific that is <laughs> yeah. when someone turns up at the house, not just up at the house when they turn up unexpectedly. <laughs> That's brilliant. I loved that. <laughs> I, I I really enjoyed that. Um, Pretch, again on Twitter, said, mid-sentence, a friend's phone suddenly pinged and she never finished what she was saying. (laughs) We lost her to a mobile phone. This is a normal
1: scenario. And sadly it is. Do you you know what that reminds reminds me of, um, we didn't talk about it in the episode, but there's a sketch uh, of something called continuous partial attention, Mm. which is just a really nice little phrase. And the sketch for that is a little bit, like that scenario it's like i don't know the dad is like cooking and the thing's bubbling over and the mum's sat there probably arranging the you know the school thing next week and the baby's like painting on the floor and the teenager's like so i'm going now yeah bye yeah you know it's that kind of thing isn't it it's like have you finished the uh (laughs) the uh sorry what (laughs) yeah yeah and that's that's not
0: necessarily um, specific to the phone, is it? That's just you're concentrate. You're trying to
1: concentrate on more than one thing at a time. My brain's not great at that. Yeah, but I think it it is driven as a thing by now being a problem for technology, but yeah, yeah, it could be
0: it could be anything. A lot of that, um, was it partial attention? No.
1: Continuous partial attention. continuous partial. attention, always a little bit to everything. I
0: reckon a lot of that comes from um, just trying to be polite and uh, instead of saying, hang on one sec, I just need to finish this. Uh, <laughs> instead of that, I go, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, whilst you're finishing <laughs> your article or <laughs> finishing input into your spreadsheet or whatever, <laughs> rather than saying, hang on. Hang on. Yeah. I'm Don't you do polite. that to me, Robert. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there there are quite a few um quite a few messages of people who are acknowledging the fact that fubbing is definitely a thing. Uh I mean, yeah, there's one on Instagram here. I hate that. I hate how normal and accepted it's become. Yeah. Yeah. Tough. I th- That's I mean, I'm with these guys. I'm with them.
2: I think maybe also you've got someone sort of apologizing. Did I? Yeah, I read a message from one of our friends saying, "I'm really sorry." Was this about me?
0: Oh yeah, and then they they also then accused me of um fubbing when I get my phone out to film stuff that uh. I'll inevitably forget to put on social media later on. So yeah, fair. Cool. Do, you, do you know what?
1: Actually, I, I, I've Red like a, a bit of a, like a fundamental problem with Instagram as a as a concept, yeah. and mm. and at least it's not so instant now. But like the idea that I'm doing something right now and I'm going to take a picture and take a few moments to you know, yeah. tweak the photo and send it while I'm doing the thing is mm. sort of yeah. offensive, isn't it? Like it's offensive. That's that's t- it's taking word. you away from everything, everything that you do. Most of the time I think it's not that anymore, right? Like people think about, and they plan Instagram posts, but if you're always on your phone, Instagram, like that's a way to disrupt whatever's going on at the moment, isn't it?
0: um Tommy did you did you have something going back a uh, couple of weeks to yak shaving
2: yes so my dad says hello my dad bless him he's been listening <laughs> to the my podcast feet. and um so yak shaving he was like hang on Tom don't, to get the wool off a yak I thought you combed a yak and you don't shave them at all I was like hang on this could be ironic if actually yak shaving isn't even a thing and I looked it up and he is partially correct that you do comb a yak first to get the thinner hair off which is more valuable and to get that and then you do you do uh, shave them afterwards so he is partially correct Uh, and I was like oh my gosh, is yak shaving? And I was like, "John, is this actually the ultimate irony that yak shaving isn't even something that you do either? I think, I think that was the idea, that it, does, <laughs> it doesn't. I
1: thought you were going to say that your dad has shaved <laughs> a yak. Yeah. And, and when I did it, <laughs> I couldn't <laughs> there. I wouldn't put it past him. No.
2: He's done your dad's a multi-skilled man. Exactly. <laughs> but he did that's have me good. for a while there he was probably just uh it was probably a joke but uh, yeah. <laughs> couldn't pay attention to any of the rest of the episode
1: just like, <laughs> yeah what this doesn't does not make make any sense. Sense.
0: there it is again they've said yak <laughs> shaving rubbish ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's very good oh bless him good good um keep them coming in we love it um so yeah you can get in touch with us on social media Or um, send us an email uh, at hello at sketchplations.com. But that's it. Thanks again. Cheerio. Goodbye. Thanks, everyone. Later.